We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, and we're with you up until midnight, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you. So I just want to scratch this itch really quickly here, and then we'll get back to Chris Sale and Bayo and the bullpen and J.D. and Bogarts, all that. But I just want to mention this real briefly because this is something that has now been a problem for this team for the past two years. The Red Sox first base defense, and I don't even blame Franchi Cordero. He's playing out of position. He's not a first baseman. He's not a first baseman, so he's playing out of position. He just drops that ball tonight, but it's worth bringing up. So the Red Sox, in terms of defensive runs saved this season at first base, minus six. That's last. In 2021, they were at negative 14. That was last. So two years in a row, your first base defense has been the worst in all of Major League Baseball. Nobody's been worse than the Boston Red Sox as it pertains to defense at first base. And what I just can't really figure out is what is the point of Bobby Dahlback? And this isn't meant to be like a personal shot at the guy. I just don't see what the value is that Bobby Dahlback provides. He's last in defensive run save for first baseman. What does he give you offensively? So you look at it on the season, minus 10 defensive runs saved since the start of 21, actually. So if you go all the way back to last year, minus 10 defensive runs saved. That's last among qualified first basemen during that time period. So he's legitimately the worst defensive first baseman in the sport defensively. Okay. By the numbers, okay, yeah, maybe like Franchi's not good. I mean, we can all acknowledge that. But Franchi's playing because of the fact that Dahlback didn't hit. Like, they came into the season, meaning they, high and bloom in the front office, believing that Dahlback was going to be good. I don't know if it's because they saw that great run he had at the end of last year and thought, okay, maybe he can be closer to that player. But the reality is Bobby Dahlback has had like six good weeks in his career. Other than that, it's not been great, and he's not young. He's older than Raphael Devers, so he's not like this young guy. But anyway, just getting back to my point, this year he has a 29.9% strikeout rate. That's 208th out of the 255 players that have had at least 200 plate appearances. Okay, and he doesn't hit lefties. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to hit lefties. Well, he's hitting 220 with a 333 on base percentage, 339 slugging percentage. He's a first baseman that's supposed to hit for power. He's slugging 339 against lefties with a 672 OPS. 
He's striking out 33.3% of the time against lefties. Only six qualified right-handed hitters have a higher strikeout rate than that against lefties. One of them's Trevor Story, by the way. So you tell me, what is the point of Dahlbeck on this team? He's absolutely atrocious defensively. He cannot hit, and he can't hit lefties. It's not even like he's an extreme splits guy, right? Like, oh, he hammers lefties, but he can't hit righties. He can't hit anybody. He can't hit lefties. He can't hit righties. He doesn't play well defensively. Why is he here? And we see, like, the issue tonight, Franchi Cordero playing out of position. He needs to play first base. He drops the ball. I'm not going to blame Franchi for that. He's learning a new position. But the problem was you came into the season with a belief that Bobby Dahlbeck was going to be a good player, and the reality is this. He sucks. He's not good at anything. There's nothing that guy does well on the baseball field. And, like, I'm sorry to the guy, but he doesn't belong on the team. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Tony in Rhode Island. Hey, Tony. Hey, how's it going, Brian? Good, man. Good. Um, yeah, I uh, wanted to talk about a couple things. Um, just with, uh, first of all, Red Sox have been leaving guys on base all season long. Um, happened again tonight. I know the pitching wasn't there, but they had, did have guys on base, and they didn't get it done. Yeah, they were one for eight tonight. It's been more of an issue recently. I mean, they had actually been pretty good for the majority of the season up until the past couple of weeks. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's been the past couple of weeks. It's it's really, if you go back to the start of the Blue Jays series, that's when it really started to fall apart for this team in terms of with runners in scoring position. It's been an absolute disaster. It's been a joke. And the biggest example of that, Tony, was last night. Okay, fifth inning, and it was a huge momentum swing in the game, right? I know people say they don't believe in momentum, but you have second and third, nobody out, and you can't generate one run. You have two at-bats from Bogarts and Arroyo that were just horrible, and then Story struck out. That's where the series was lost to me. You should basically at least get two runs in that particular situation. At worst, one, right? Get one ball in the air to have the guy tag up from third base. You don't generate one single run. Then right after that, Nick Pavetta comes out and he gives it up. So that to me is where the series was lost. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just bad at bats, not productive at bats. And my question there is, I mean, how do you fix that going forward? Is that, I mean, it must be a combination of things. Definitely the approach on the hitters. I don't know if the pressure has anything to do with it. Um, I mean, what do you do? You just go back and look at video, watch the at-bats, see are you swinging at, you know, first pitch breaking balls or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, Cora talked about it today. He was on with our afternoon show, and he basically said that one of the issues with J.D. is he gets too big. Like, if, if it's a 3-1 count, sometimes you just got to take that pitch and realize even if you're not going good, and to paraphrase what Cora said, they're still going to try to pitch around you because you're J.D. Martinez and you can't expand the strike zone. And that's been the problem for J.D. basically all season long when it comes to that. And just to the point, you look at the stretch since the Blue Jays series, they entered tonight hitting 173 during the stretch with runners in scoring position. I mean, that's absolutely Oof. atrocious. I mean, it's never going to get it done. But I'm with you because that is a concern when you get into bigger games in late situations when your guys aren't coming through. I mean, I still can't believe that happened last night. I, a terrible yeah, swing yeah. by Bogarts on a slider that was down, and he grounds out weakly, and then Arroyo goes after a bad pitch. He pops it on the air, and then Story strikes out. I mean, that crap just cannot happen. I mean, that's a huge moment in the series. You win. You Pop that game open right there. Who knows what happens in the sixth inning? But instead, you give the Rays all the momentum. I mean, that was just a backbreaker. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, momentum's absolutely real. That'll suck the life out of you right there. Um, and, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, what's the plan going forward there? I mean, you, yeah, you could add somebody before the deadline, but one guy who might be able to hit well in scoring position isn't going to solve this problem for the whole team. Yeah, it's a fair point. And, like, what are you doing when your three and your four hitters aren't going, right? Like, you're planning on J.D. and Bogarts to drive in runs and not just hit for average, hit for power. And J.D.'s not hitting for average or power since the start of June. Bogarts, it's more just like he's been on this power decline, if you will. Now, maybe last night the home run gets him going, but there's nothing you can really do if you're stars, right? I mean, and I appreciate the call, Tony. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Your stars, your big three, and Cora's even referred to them as the big three, it's Devers and Bogarts and J.D. Martinez. Those guys have got to produce. Now, basically for the majority of the season, Rafael Devers has, although we've seen lately there's a different game plan against Devers. He's been seeing about 30% curveballs over the past two weeks, which is way down from where he was at at the beginning of the season. His power numbers are down a little bit lately. I don't get concerned about Devers, although... This injury situation doesn't sound great to me. We had to miss a second consecutive day, unfortunately, because this is the perfect guy for Devers to go up against. In fact, he homered against Kluber earlier this season, and he absolutely murders right-handed pitchers. I mean, that's what Devers does. I mean, not to say he can't hit lefties. Hitting lefties very well this season, actually way better than he was a season ago. But if you look at just Devers on the season against right-handed pitchers, he's legitimately been one of the best guys. He's been one of the best players in the sport, period. But if you look at him just in terms of against right-handed pitchers on the season. He has 14 of his 17 home runs against righties. He has a 986 OPS, which ranks fifth among all hitters in Major League Baseball against righties. And he has 20 doubles, which ranks third. So this is a guy that you needed tonight in the game. And unfortunately, he's dealing with an injury where, and I trust Cora with this stuff. I mean, he wants to be careful with him. I mean, if you miss Devers tonight, but he plays the whole Yankee series, it's better than if he plays tonight and he's not feeling great. They got to make sure he's healthy for the stretch run because the reality is this. There's only one guy right now in the Red Sox lineup that teams fear. As good as a hitter as Bogarts is, he's not hitting for power. So teams do not fear him right now. There's one guy that teams are trying to avoid in this lineup, and it's Rafael Devers, and you see the difference in a game like tonight. Corey Kluber had no issue attacking the strike zone. He was just peppering the strike zone. Now, he doesn't walk any guys really to begin with. He's not a guy that walks a lot of people. But with Rafael Devers, you've got to change your game plan when you face that guy. You've got to be really careful. And tonight, he was pitching free and easy because he wasn't scared of anybody in the lineup. Let's get to Wally and Fall River. Hey, Wally. What's up, Brian? Uh, there's no way we're going to be sellers at the deadline. Are you kidding me? I know. I, I mean, we uh, we we'd go and crucify uh, Hein Bloom. There's no way. I mean, uh, we're in the hunt for a wild card. I mean, things don't look good right now. I mean, you look at the last road trip. We started out three and zero, uh, and you know we beat the Guardians. Then we went five and four on that trip. But uh, this is the acid test right now, Brian. We're <laughs> facing the cream of the crop. I mean, uh, we can't lose three out of four to the Yankees and go on a road. But uh, I expect Hein Bloom to do something. I mean, you've got a power outage right now. Uh, you look at the beginning of the season, you figure you plug in uh, J.D. for 35 and 90, uh, Bogey for 25 bombs and 90 RBIs. Uh, we knew Trevor Story was going to strike out 150 times, but still you expected 30 and 90 in that ballpark. And Rafi uh, He may get but, there, uh, Wally. He may get there. He's up to 14. He may get there. He may get right. you the 30 bombs. Right, but, uh, 
you know, you look at Sunday, you don't expect any pop from Durant. He's been doing pretty good. But right field and first base, I mean, if I was high in bloom, maybe you can get a first baseman like Josh Bell cheap. At least he's a first baseman or uh, Jesus Aguilar from the Marlins. And uh, we know we yeah. need two bullpen guys. That's obvious. Yeah, another That's, guy to keep an eye on, Wally, too. And I appreciate the call, my friend. If they're going to go after Daniel Bard, you could have a conversation with the Rockies about C.J. Crone as well. He hits from the left side. Now, he does have extreme splits. If you look at his numbers at Coors, he's over 1,000 as it pertains to his OPS. He's under 700 away, but... Ordinarily, these guys, like, it changes once you're not playing in Colorado all the time. Like, LeMahieu, Arenado, all those guys, in terms of their home-away splits, it's been totally different since they left there, and Arenado's still one of the best players in the sport. But my overwhelming point is, like, that's a guy that not a liability defensively like you have right now. Like, Josh Bell's not a good defensive player, so I have to imagine that's part of the calculus if you do add a first baseman. But right now, I was not, like, one of these people that thought they needed to do it in terms of adding a third first baseman. I like Franchi, but he's really clearly, as you can see, he's playing out of position. And Dahlbeck, he's a non-entity. What does he do? Like, somebody's going to tell me what that guy does well. I really don't know. He can't hit. He's terrible in the field. And he can't hit lefties. So I, I don't understand the point of him. And look, Corey's even basically done it. Look at lately. I mean, Cordero's playing more than Bobby. Gives him a chance against a soft throwing lefty the other day. He does absolutely nothing. Not against Springs over the weekend. All right. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. So I will get into Chris Sale's outing and Brian Bayo's outing as well. But if you do want to weigh in this, what do you think Hein Bloom's going to do at the trading deadline? And how worried are you entering this Yankees series, considering the bullpen looks really bad right now and this team's not hitting? All that on the table at 617-779-7937 right here on EEI. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now is brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store and NissanUSA.com. All right, well, here's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Sox got their ass kicked 7-1 to the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. They dropped 2-3 of three in that series. They're now 9-18 and 18 in the division. They've been outscored by 28 runs, 0 Series wins against the division, eight series losses. Not pretty. Ryan Bejo made his debut. He went four innings. He gave up four earned. He walked three, just two strikeouts. 45 of his 79 pitches were strikes. I mean, that's just not going to get it done. And if you look at it, too, the first pitch strikes, 10 of 21, not even 50%. So he was not getting out of hitters. He was not working from an advantage. The sinker looked really good. I mean, that pitch is nasty. You can tell why he is a highly touted prospect, but obviously... He's got work to do in the command department. The offense, well, they didn't show up, and the bullpen was atrocious. Salamore walked four guys in one inning. I'm not kidding. He walked four guys in one inning. Diekman walked another guy. What else is new? Danish gave up a home run. He went two innings. He gave up one earned, of course, that solo home run. That was it from him. A Rosarena took him deep. So just an ugly game and an ugly series for the Red Sox after. You go back to the fifth inning yesterday. You think you're winning this series. Finally got to win a series in the division. Maybe even sweep it. You don't generate around there, and ever since that point, it's been a disaster. It's been all downhill for the Red Sox. They'll open up a four-game set on Thursday night against the Yankees. The almighty New York Yankees coming to town. 7-10 first pitch tomorrow across the Shaw's and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's and Star Market perfecting the art of fresh. You can tune into the Visit Massachusetts pregame show at 6-10 on Thursday. That's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. 
Start your Massachusetts summer adventure at visitma.com. Josh Winkowski gets the ball in that one. That's the good news. He has been absolutely tremendous for this team. Garrett Cole is going to go for New York. Chris Sale went three and two-thirds in Worcester, giving up one earned against, or I should say four and two-thirds, sorry, in Worcester, giving up one earned against the Yankees AAA affiliate. The problem in this one, he did walk five. He had five strikeouts. Now, I was watching this in terms of both games at the same time. What I noticed from Sale pretty much is the fastball command was spotty. was not great, but he did have a really good slider. His slider looked vintage, Chris Sale. In fact, he had a really nasty back foot one as well, and he said after the game he's ready to go. It was a hiccup. He's ready to go, so he should be starting next week in the drop. All right, the Panthers have picked up quarterback Baker Mayfield. From the Browns, they're going to get a draft pick back. It's a conditional fourth or fifth round pick, depending on the playing time. How many guys are they going to trade away draft picks for as quarterbacks? I mean, didn't they just give up a second for Sam Darnold? That didn't work. This guy's from the same draft class. And they got Cam Newton back last year. I mean, that team is a joke. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The number worth mentioning, by the way, Schwarber went deep again tonight twice. He now has 27 home runs on the season. 27. 27 home runs on the season for Kyle Schwarber. Think the uh, Red Sox use a guy like that? A little bit of pop in the lineup. I did want to get into Bayo real quickly here. So tonight clearly just didn't have his command, which when he doesn't have his command, he's not going to have the strikeouts and the hit and miss stuff because he's not locating his pitches. He's working from behind. He became very predictable. If you look at him tonight, 33 swings, just six whiffs. That's 18.2% as it pertains to his whiff rate. Only four qualified starters are worse than that on the season. So he wasn't getting the swing and miss stuff, and that's his M.O. He's a swing and miss guy. You look at it in terms of 
the walks. He walked three out of 21. So what's that? 14.2%. He did have a 10% walk rate in AAA. And by the way, that would be 14.2% would be the worst of any qualified starter this season. So that was the issue. The command wasn't there. 10 of 21 first pitch strikes, 47.6%. Brad Keller is last among qualified starters at 54.7% or at 54%. He was at 476 Think about that. How how can you pitch when you're behind in all these counts? 10 of 21. 45 of 79 strikes, period. What is that? 57%. 45 of 79. I mean, come on, man. It's not nearly good enough, right? So, look, I'm not going to get on him. It's one outing. It's his debut outing. And he just didn't have the command. I feel like maybe he was a little bit overhyped. Cora said he didn't think he was overthrowing. I'm not saying that. It's just you get jittery. It's your big league debut. I never judge these guys by what they do in their first big league start. I said the same thing after Josh Winkowski's outing. You look at Josh Winkowski in that outing that he had, he only got four ground balls. That's not Josh Winkowski. He's a ground ball pitcher. And we've seen it since he's come up to the big leagues. He's over 56% in terms of his ground ball rate. He wasn't doing that in that appearance he made the first time. He also didn't have good command. He walked three guys. Since then, he's made four starts. He's walked a total of three guys, right? So it just wasn't Josh Winkowski. He's probably a little bit jittery. He knew he was going back down to Worcester the next day, so that probably factored into the equation as well. So I'm not going to judge Bayo in terms of his outing tonight. The one thing I will say from a positive perspective, that sinker is filthy. That sinker is absolutely filthy. 30-plus inches of vertical break on a bunch of those tonight, and only one pitcher in the sport in terms of qualified starters is over 30 inches of vertical break consistently on a sinker, and that's Logan Webb. But if you ever watch the Giants play and watch Logan Webb pitch, that dude is filthy, okay? And that's that's it. That's how good that pitch is. It's just about harnessing the command. That's what he's going to work on is the command. And look, he, he had command issues at the minor league level. 10% in terms of the walk rate, that's high. That's a high walk rate. So he's got to clean up some of that stuff for the next time he comes up. But it doesn't feel like he's going to be up much longer. They're going to send him down depending on this injury situation, Evaldi probably going to go into rehab outing soon, and then you're going to get, it appears Waka is going to start Friday, and then looks like Saturday is going to be a bullpen game, you would think. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Jay in Warwick. Hey, Jay. Yeah, yeah you, you stole my thunder. How much do you miss Schwab? Oh, my God, man. I mean, just watch Oh, him. man, The guy's on. dropping bombs left and right. How you gonna let him go? Like he he's so he's such a Boston like he's just the the type of guy that Boston would just wrap their arms around. Well, but everybody loved him, Jay. And, and the other thing is, Jay, if you remember last year, several times Alex Cora him. said he was a different type of at bat, right? Because remember how many pitches he would spit on? That guy was incredible in terms of the <laughs> discipline he had in the strike zone, and he really there was a big emphasis he, he had. Their, on, he, Go ahead. He taught the rest of he taught the rest of the team how to take balls. They they started becoming very selective. Even Devis started becoming selective because of Schwarber. Yeah, because Schwarber controls like they, the count, and that's why he can hit all these home runs. Like he's never going to hit for a high average, but he does a lot of damage because he controls the count. He gets himself in three one counts, two zero counts because he will not swing at a ball. He will, now he'll miss on he, some pitches in the zone. We know that he strikes out a lot, but he is not going to swing at yeah. a pitch outside of the strike zone. It was just refreshing, especially with this team last year that was super high in terms of the chase rate. He was totally different. I mean, you look at him pre-Schwarber, 
They were one of the worst teams in walks. They were at like 7.3%, I believe, which was 28 Oh, they so much more disciplined, though. Yeah, I mean, they were in the top five in walk rate once he came over. And even if you say, you know, the I don't know if he completely taught the guys, but they learned by osmosis, they were more guys for taking pitches. Basically, what I wanted to uh, get into tonight, what I, what I said to the producer was, I feel that Red Sox, the, the Sox right now, like you've had, what three three? I want to say Pawtucket. Uh, what's the guys? Yeah, you know you've had three. What's the guys? Or maybe is it even four? Four in a row? Well, Cutter Crawford started with the big club in the bullpen. Then he went down. They wanted him to work yeah, on some but, stuff, but he didn't start. He can't. He was the bulk guy the other day. But your your starters, how many? How many? Or maybe they have Seabold pitch Saturday, too. I mean, that's a possibility if they don't want to go with the yeah. bullpen game. I mean, they could do that. But, I mean, the bullpen game seemed to work for them last time. So, I don't I don't know what they're going to do on Saturday. They haven't announced a starter well, yet. This, so you got this Winko- is what it is. It, yeah, you got Winkowski they, tomorrow, hopefully Waka on Friday, as long as the tired arm is good. And then Pavetta is going to pitch crushed. the final game on Sunday. On Waka. What's that? The thing is, like, they've – hey – you put you put minor league guys at Tampa Bay, and you took you stole one off of them. Good, we're not worried about Tampa Bay. What what they've done is they've rested and rested and rested. You're gonna have some pretty fresh arms going against the Yanks in this series. Uh, they are clearly going to take Who? three. Who they talking? To. Who's gonna be fresh, Jay? What are you talking about? The Sox. Who is fresh out they of these aren't. guys? Who? Waka, he's got a tired arm. That's the only reason he wasn't pitching. He's not going to be fresh. Hopefully he'll be healthy, but I don't know who else you're talking about is going to be fresh. Well, fresher than fresher than what they would be. Who? Who else? Pavetta's pitching on his normal rest. Winkowski's pitching tomorrow. Like, I don't know who you're talking about. We don't even know who's pitching then on why, Saturday. Then why would you then why did you start three out of four what's the guys? You're because you had injuries, because Rich Hill was can. hurt and Waka was hurt. That's why you started those guys. What do you mean? Hey, Jay, you're losing me, man. I appreciate the call. Sorry. I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Joe, do you know what he's talking about? I have no idea. I, I think I get the idea, but it sounds kind of ridiculous. I have no idea what he's talking about. That these guys, who is going to be fresher? Winkowski's pitching on normal rest pretty much. He's pitching tomorrow. Yeah, he's pitching tomorrow. He pitched on Saturday, so pretty much. And Waka it has been dealing with a tired arm, but I don't know if he's going to be fresh. Maybe Maybe Devers, he thinks, like, is not doing. No, he's talking about the pitches. He's talking about the pitchers because he had guys coming up from the minor leagues. Pavetta's pitching on his new. I don't know what he's talking about. Let's get to Bill in Rhode Island. Hey, Bill. Hey, good evening. How are you, Bill? Good. Uh, Two things I got to talk about. All right. First of all, the street people need to leave Boston. Salamore, Deakman, and Bobby <laughs> Dolbach. Okay? That's number one. Number two, in the beginning of the well, season. Well, hold on, Bill. Let me, react to one of the, let me react to one of the things you said. I mean, Salamore, that was unprofessional. That's how, that's how I would categorize that tonight. That was freaking unprofessional. You cannot walk four guys yeah. in an inning. I mean, mix in a damn yeah. strike. I mean, that is unprofessional. Right. All right. In the beginning of the year, we needed bullpen right arms. Yeah, and they I didn't do it. did nothing. Yeah, they did nothing. I I'm with you, Bill. Nothing. All right. Question half for you, Brian. 
the end of the trade deadline, what if Heinblum does nothing? Oh, it's going to be a mutiny. There's going to be an absolute mutiny, Bill. I can tell you that. It happened last year. Yep. They lost. They lost four in a row in seven of eight, Bill. He can't do that again. It cannot happen. But I don't know what the hell to make of this guy. Some of the times, Bloom. I like I don't. Bill, we all thought before the season, right? I wrote an article about it for wei.com. I gave five relievers that the Red Sox could sign. The reliever market right. was stacked, right? And they didn't sign any of those guys. They went out and they got Deekman because they saw the value in Deekman because he was coming off a down year. And guess what happened, Bill? They brought him in here, and what happened? Oh, he got worse. He's worse than he was you last know, year. Their idea was they could fix this guy because he has a good slider. He's worse. Well, you know what? Boston brought Bloom in because what he did in Tampa Bay. He brought in arms or whatever. Since he's been here, he's done a, a couple good things. But overall, needing arms in the bullpen, and we definitely need a first baseman, and that has not happened. Yeah, those are the two things, Bill, and I appreciate the call, my friend. Great stuff. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Cuz we do have to be fair to Heim Bloom. He's done a lot of really good things. He traded for Winkowski. He was part of the Benintendi deal, and now the Royals are already looking to move on from Benintendi, right? So, he's gotten a lot of things right. You think about the Nick Pavetta trade at the deadline, even a couple of weeks before the deadline actually, Workman and Hembry for Nick Pavetta and Connor Siebel. Pavetta's already a front-end rotation guy for you, whether he's your 2-3 guy in the rotation long-term, whatever he is, right? Like, that guy that you clearly, I mean, that's an embarrassing trade from a Phillies perspective, right? So, and then you think about Garrett Whitlock at the Rule 5 draft. So, he's done a lot of good things. He he is good at his job. It's just the two things that I look at are, what I don't understand about Bloom is, A, how did you make the bet that Bobby Dahlbeck was going to be good? What evidence did you have that you thought Bobby Dahlbeck was going to be good? Were you just going to wait for Tristan Cassius? Was that the plan? Because now, obviously, Cassis is dealing with an injury. But we heard all year, at the beginning of the season, when Dahlback wasn't hitting, they wanted to wait on bringing him up. So that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. If you want to make sure that the player's seasoned and ready to go, you want to get him a certain amount of at-bats, I don't mind that at all. That's fine. In fact, I applaud that type of logic and thought process. That's a smart way to do business in terms of, hey, let's make sure he's ready to go when he comes up. Right? We've seen guys come up too quick. Moncada came up too quick, and he was completely overmatched. You could argue Duran last year came up too quickly, and he was overmatched. So I don't have a problem with that. But if that is the plan, you're waiting on your number one prospect, who, of course, as we all know now, is dealing with an injury. Your solution going into the season was Dahlback? I mean, come on. And then as it pertains to the bullpen, I referenced in the article I wrote, there were plenty of arms out there. Just think about Ryan Tapero is out there. Colin McHugh is out there. So my whole thing with Bloom is, why didn't you address that? Why don't... I don't understand why in the bullpen it's all traits, right? That's what he's looking for. Hey, do you have a slider? He's obsessed with sliders. Think about the guys he signs. Diekman, Strom, Schreiber. Like, some of these guys have worked, but my whole thing is this. Why can't you ever just pay for certainty in the bullpen? That's my whole thing. I know that Ryan Tapera is good. I'm going to sign Ryan Tapera. And I know the Red Sox like Colin McHugh because you know why? They signed him in 2020 before the COVID year and he opted out. Colin McHugh's a good pitcher. Why don't you just sign that guy and you know what you have? I'm not betting on his traits. I'm betting on I know he's a good pitcher. So I like the fact that he hits on a lot of these guys that he takes shots on, right? Triber. I mean, that's a lottery ticket and it hit. Strom worked at the beginning of the season. He sucks now. But my overwhelming point is he gets some of this stuff right. But why wouldn't you just get a reliever that you could have said to your manager entering the season? Hey, here's Ryan Tapera, high leverage guy. Here's Colin McHugh, bulk guy and high leverage guy. Why didn't you do that? That's what I just don't comprehend. 
And it just feels like you're not taking advantage of having one of the best tactical managers in the sport in Alex Cora. That's what I'll never understand about Bloom. The first base situation and the reliever situation. I will not understand either one of those things. I don't get it. I don't know why he wouldn't pay for certainty at either one of those. And like I said, the Cassis plan's fine. If you were waiting, and look, I mean, it's a moot conversation now because he's dealing with the injury. I'm fine with that. If you wanted to wait on the kid, fine. But the issue that I have is why the hell was your plan Bobby Dahlbeck's going to be good? What evidence, what empirical data did you have that told you that guy was going to be good? Let's get to David, our guy in Florida. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Goodbye. David, you got your intro. What's you know, up, man? Yeah. You know, from day one, Brian, from day one, I've been saying everything that's finally coming to fruition right now. Uh, I mean, and all you guys, I, I've been saying defense, pitching, and fundamentals. And this team is not built to play baseball. They are built to win the Home Run Derby League. That's what David, they're they 20th in home runs. What the hell are you talking about? They, they are built for, for extra base hits and home runs. They have the intelligence of a bunch of idiots. David, they, like you said. David, come on. I mean, easy with that. Be, uh, come on. Brian, that's what it's, it's just. It's, you, you, it, Situational hitting, like you said, it's just not the there. The situational hitting is bad, but you say they're built to hit home runs. I would love them to hit more home runs. They don't hit home runs. They're 20th in baseball in home runs. What are you talking about? They're not built to hit home runs. They don't hit them. And the defense, David, the defense, David, has improved. They're eighth in defensive runs saved this year. They have improved okay. in defense. But Dahlbeck stinks. I, I'd agree with that. That's because... When your defense is that bad, there's only one way to go. It's, it's still well, David, they're horrible. eighth. They're eighth. That's not bad. That's good. They're eighth in defensive runs saved. They're still, they're, they're still trying to force square pegs and round holes with Frenchie at first base. And well, what's the alternative, David? Play Dahlbeck. Right. Dahlbeck's I mean, bad there too. You're right, and that's and, and you're right, and that's Hyam. I'm not blaming yeah. Cora for that. That's that, that's. Oh, what are you going to blame Cora for? I don't think I don't think what's the guy's name who started tonight, Brian. What's his, I don't think he should have started tonight. That's not I mean, Corey's choice. To, That's not Corey's no. choice. You think Cora right, makes well, the promotions? Well, he doesn't promote guys. Okay, I don't know. Okay, but regardless, I mean, wait till you're playing a, a game against Kansas City, or you don't start them when Kansas you. City when, sucks. These are. These are that's what I'm saying. Wait, you, who are you saying? You wait. tell me, David. Hold on. Hold on. Because you're you're saying they shouldn't have started him. Who are they going to start? You tell me. I don't. I don't. Who was supposed to go tonight? Walker. Walker who can't was, pitch who, right who now. Was, He's got a tired arm. He may go on Friday. We don't know. Winkowski's pitching tomorrow. Who are you going to pitch? You tell I, me. I don't know. He Shriver, was forced then, to pitch. They didn't want to do it. He was forced to pitch tonight. Then 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 bring up some veteran from who I I, I mean someone who has experience. I don't know. Who? Uh, regardless. I, I, I don't know. The Roger Clemens, right, so you're blaming okay, them for, Yeah, you're blaming them for bringing a guy up, but you don't have a solution for who they should have pitched. I mean, come on, no, David. That's not my that's not my job. That's not my job. I'm just telling you what yeah, it is. Your job and is just to criticize is, everybody with, with no because, explanation for how to do it differently. They don't they don't they're not built to play baseball. Like you said, Schwaba, the the most the smartest player they had in, in the past. But hold on, David, hold on, years. hold on, David. Yeah, let go of him. David, you can you continue. To contradict yourself tonight. I'm saying I like Schwarber, but you're talking to me about issues defensively, and you want Schwarber. 
I'm just talking and in general. And you said you don't care about home runs, and Schwarber's got 27 home runs. You don't want to be built like a home run derby team. Exactly because, everything you said you didn't want is what Schwarber is. And look, I would love Schwarber, Schwarber here, but I don't know why you would Schwarber, like Schwarber. His home runs are, it's his intelligence. It's his approach to oh, the game. So you're okay. It's, so, okay, David. So home runs for you, there's a certain brand of home run that's an intelligent home run. The other home run isn't intelligent. Home, so give me give me an example runs, of a guy that isn't home, intelligent that hits home runs. Home home runs are like three-pointers. You know, it's not. You don't win. You don't win in basketball with three pointers, just like, uh, and you don't win in baseball with with home Steph runs. Curry about uh-huh. that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I know. Well, you, you just don't. Okay. You don't. I mean. So yeah, David I mean, Schwarber. Look, David. Not, I love Schwarber. I I wanted him here, yes. but Schwarber doesn't hit for average. So did I. He's bad in the field and he hits home runs. How does that go with your ethos here? How does this go with what you're selling to me? Offensively, he's an intelligent player. Our, you know, he's intelligent and he knows how to work it count. Like right, David, I mean, said. David, like I appreciate the call, man. I gave you a lot of rope tonight. You have no point. You just literally twisted yourself into a pretzel. You have no point. No point. I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're calling up to talk about that this team's built like a home run derby team. They are 20th in home runs. I wish they hit more home runs. You're telling me that they stink defensively when they're eighth in defensive runs saved. And then you're telling me the guy that you want is Schwarber, who hits home runs, doesn't hit for average, and is a bad defensive player. Now, I would want Schwarber. I like Schwarber. But based on what you're selling to me, everything you said, the point you're making about Schwarber, you completely are contradicting your original argument. I have no idea what you're talking about. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. So I do want to touch on Chris Sale real briefly because I watched his outing tonight. If you want to weigh in on Bayo, that's on the table. And what are the issues? What is your biggest issue with this team as they get ready for the Yankees? Brian Barrett with you here on EI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Brian Barrett with you. Up until midnight, 617-779-7937, the number. So Chris Sale tonight. Watched pretty much his entire outing as I was watching the Sox as well. Had the two screens going. Sale was good. His slider was filthy. The only issue was his fastball command was spotty. And it felt like at times he was sort of overthrowing. And he was missing to his arm side, which is kind of an issue. But he said after the game that he's ready to go. So he can clean up those command issues because he definitely has the velocity on the fastball. And the big thing to me is the slider looked really good tonight. Had a nasty back foot one. And they need Sale right now. And I do feel like just in some sense, Cora talking about Sale in the sense that he's got his changeup back is the big thing. Because opponents last year, when they hit when they went up against his changeup, it was a non entity for Chris Sale. Right? They hit four forty four against it, and that's when Cora referenced a couple of weeks ago that the changeup's back because essentially last year he was a two pitch pitcher. So the fact that he threw more changeups and I got a couple of swings and misses on the changeups, that's good to see. And Chris Sale has always been 
very good as it pertains to his control. So I don't get overly concerned about that. Maybe he's just too hyped up that he's getting close to getting back. So I'm not going to overreact to the five walks, even though you don't want to see that. The fastball command was very, very spotty. But overall, I felt like the stuff looked good, which is the thing that I was looking to, to because last year the stuff didn't look good at times. At least the stuff in these first two outings, if you've watched them, it looks really good, which has me feeling optimistic and much more optimistic than where I was a season ago. I do feel like he can get close to 85 to 80%, or I should say 80 to 85% of the guy he was pre-Tommy John. And I never felt that way last year that he was going to get there. It usually takes two years. Let's get to KJ and Hingham. What's up, KJ? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I just wanted to weigh in on the first base situation going on. I was at the game tonight. Uh, Franchi Cadero, he's been swinging a good bat, but he's not a first baseman like you said. And uh, like you said earlier, Bobby Dahlbeck has given us nothing defensively, nothing offensively. So I wanted to get your take on Josh Bell, the big first baseman over there with Washington. Washington's going nowhere this year. Josh Bell, I think he's hitting over 300, OPS around 800. Yeah, and he mashes uh, lefties one... too. Yeah, and he's, I think he's got – this is last year in a contract, so it's not going to hold up Cash. So you said Cash has been hurt since May. Yeah. Cash isn't going to come up this year as much as we want him to. I don't think he's going to come up at all. So I think – I want to get your thoughts on Bell. I think he could be the perfect fit down the stretch here for the Sox. Yeah, the one thing I would say, the only concern would be that he's not a good defensive player, and obviously we've seen – First base defense has been a liability, but hey, get more punch in the lineup, KJ, a guy that has power. I'm not I'm totally not against it for sure. Like I would be happy if they picked up a guy like Josh Bell. I also don't think it's gonna take much. Like I said, it's his last yeah. year in the contract. It's gonna take much. Maybe you send over a Seabold or a Cutter Crawford, someone like that, a low end prospect. It's not gonna take much. Yeah, I'm with you, KJ, and I appreciate the call, my friend. His line's open at 617-779-7937. Somebody they can hit from pop from the left side and play first base. He can't be worse than Dahlback defensively. I mean, that's just the reality, so I'm not against that at all. Let's get to Joe in New Jersey. What's up, Joe? Hi, Brian. Um, Whitlock comes back. Shadow Moore is gone, right? I Yeah, I would guess it's Salamora. I mean, I'm trying to think we who else get it would rid be. of him. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely atrocious, so... I mean, oh, don't you wouldn't have. Awful. Yeah, I mean he's. Uh, I mean, and it felt like oh. he, he had been a little bit better as of late. But I don't know how you walk four guys. I mean, that's just inexcusable, it's Joe. Disgusting. Um, you know what the Yankees? And you know what they should do, Joe? Actually, while, while we're on that point, they should just get rid of him now mm-hmm. and give Zach Kelly a chance. Who's at Worcester right now? He's a really good reliever. He's 27 years old. He's had a really good season. Give him an opportunity. I mean, enough of this crap really? about the loyalty to the 40-man. Just get rid of these guys that aren't performing. They finally did absolutely. it with Robles. We have so much. Absolutely. We got so much junk in there. You know what the Yankees going to do to our bullpen, Brian? No uh, very concerned, face. Joe. Very concerned. Oh, what do you think? These 11 games, what do you think? What's the record? Oh, I mean, I'd have to see when Sale and when. So Sale's going to pitch next week, and hopefully that means Nate needs one mm-hmm. rehab start and he's back. I'm hoping for 500. Scary, Joe. Brian. I'm hoping for 500. I take that tomorrow. Yeah, I would too. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping for it. I'm not optimistic about it, but I'm hopeful. Three and eight, Brian. I hate to say it. Three and eight. I. Three and eight. I will talk. Three and eight, my friend. Well, you know what? Tomorrow now becomes huge. Tomorrow becomes huge because Winkowski's been so good for this team. But you know what the problem is? They got Cole going. I know. I know. And, Brian, no lead is safe. I mean, we can't can't be comfortable until the last out is made. 
with their hitters. We can't <laughs> no. win at Yankee Stadium. We're six and twenty-one. We're we can get swept at Yankee Stadium. I figure we split with Tampa, one or two this weekend. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like tomorrow you got to win Sunday with Pavetta, and it feels like tomorrow's the game to win. I don't know what the hell to expect from Waka coming back from the tired arm. I mean, if we have a little lead, we could do Schneider and Hauk. And, of course, I like Davis. Don't you? you yeah, Davis is good. Big fudge. But I think he was out there tonight in a game that wasn't really competitive. So I'm wondering if the plan is, hey, get him in there tonight because he pitched on Monday the two innings, and that means he's going to be going on Saturday as sort of that opener again, or at least in some capacity in more than one sure. inning. Because I would imagine we that Crawford, guys, unless right? they want Seabold to start again, then Crawford's going to maybe be the bulk guy on maybe. On Saturday? But Brian, we got two or three guys that we can depend on in the bullpen. That's it. Yeah, right now it's Schreiber. Because Strom's falling off a cliff. Right now it's Schreiber, uh, Hulk, mm. Whitlock when he comes back in Davis. That'd be four guys. When Whitlock's back, right, but he's not yeah. back yet, of course. And, and the good thing uh, is he's going to be back sooner, sooner rather than later because I he doesn't. So. Well, they don't I have to get him stretched so. out. I'm guessing one one outing in Worcester and he's back up. Uh, that'd be great. 3 and 8, Brian. I'll talk to you in two weeks. All right, Joe. I hope you're wrong, man. Uh, me too. <laughs> I right. hope I, 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 I'm not even close, but we'll see. All right, Keep good stuff, Joe. Thank you. All right, I'll be back tomorrow with Mego and Fourier from 4 to 6, and then I'll be on after the game as well. Hopefully we're reacting to a Red Sox win tomorrow night. I'll be at Fenway Park, so hopefully they win. Thanks to Joe for producing. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe and be well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.